Welcome to the very first episode of the Made to Construction podcast um, called Hey Bro. Today we have myself, James, and my co-host. Also named James. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, James? Sure can. Um, hi, guys. Uh, my name is James. The two of us here today. So we've uh, kind of made the executive decision to refer to ourselves as J1 and J2. Um, I will be going henceforth as J2. Um, but... All jokes aside, uh, I'm a field officer for here, um, based in Auckland, working for mates in construction, looking after uh, everywhere from the North Harbour Bridge to Kaitaia, West Auckland, and some parts of the CBD as well. Uh, over here, across the table on me, I have our creative powerhouse in J1. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience, please, brother? <laughs> yeah, literally across the table, mm -hmm. as we are um, situated in the mates' boardroom, uh, sitting across from each other. Uh, you can call me J1 from now on. I am, um, as been introduced, I am the creative and systems coordinator. Mm. So I do um, a lot of the comm stuff at Mates, you know, make make us look pretty. We, we, we wear a lot of hats. You know, you, you are a bit of a jack of all trades when it comes to our creative things and especially IT related. <laughs> always IT related. I love a bit of <laughs> IT. Um, There's always got to be one person, eh? You gotta be the person that holds it down. Who we're gonna call? Something's gone wrong. Laptop not work. Who we call? Get J one on the phone. That's it. Eh? That's you, brother. That's the one. That's the one. All right. Uh, we'll crack on with the main portion of the podcast. So, why did we create Hey Bro? Oh, I got an email from you around uh, two days ago <laughs> saying, uh, "Hey man, so we're doing a podcast. I need you to bring in all your gear." Um, but uh, there's a question for you to ask, man. Uh, what, 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 what is the podcast going to bring? What sort of discussions are we going to have here um, at this table, or otherwise, in upcoming episodes? Well, um, look forward to the up and coming episodes because we'll be talking about the the nitty gritties of mm. the industry that we currently work in. We'll bring on some guests from the industry. Mm -hmm um basically get them to talk about all things mental health and suicide mm. prevention related mm. really um i think it'd be such a cool opportunity to be able to talk to people from our industry or even outside the industry mm. and when i say industry i mean anyone in construction you mm. know from from your truck drivers to um tradie retail workers yeah, suppliers to people behind that counter everyone. manufacturing yeah we everyone. play a role don't we yeah 100 percent, 100 percent and we've all got a story. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about doing this job that I do, being a field officer being about, is we hear stories every single day. It's probably a good platform to get those stories heard. We got to get them out in the open, eh? Yeah, that will be that would be sweet. Um, today's topic, however, is about World Mental Health Awareness Day. Really, what the day is about is an opportunity for everyone to come together as a as a collective and talk about what needs to be done. To promote protect and restore the mental health um, in our workforce now a lot of you may be thinking what are some of the things that surround the industry that we should really be worried about 100 mm, or even have you heard of mates in construction before um but mates in construction here in new zealand we've been around since 2019 and that was at the invitation of the industry due to the high levels of suicide that the industry was facing what we do as as a company, as an organisation, is we are boots on the ground, evidence based, research focused, and we get out on sites, deliver talks and trainings to help uh, each and every single person within all the sites that we are partnered with to not only look out for the signs of someone who's 
potentially struggling, but also give them some tools, some tips, and some strategies to help further support the strength within every workplace because we can't be everywhere for those who are struggling, but we can help uh, teach those people who maybe already naturally empathetic, already maybe got their, their heart in the right place to, to help those who are struggling. That's our main mission uh, here at Mates. And, you know, we obviously... You know, do have uh, a big problem with in terms of suicide, and, and I guess in, most of us can we even um, those not within the industry. Yeah, mental health is, is a, a big topic as of late. Yeah, it is something that we really need to bring, start bringing out into the open, and not only in a very serious manner, but also uh, in a casual one too. It's it's very clear to see that yeah, we've all know what one bad day looks like. I think a lot of us also have had one of one of those times where one bad day turns into five, six, maybe even a couple of weeks where before you know it, we are absolutely struggling to stay above water. And we need to, you know, really reach up our hands and, and let everyone know that it's okay. It's absolutely okay not to be okay. But what's not okay is to do nothing about it. So we need to start making a change. And how can we do that? You know, we've recently done a lot of research within our industry, within the construction industry. It's a huge part of what we do here at Mates. And in 2021, we, we sent out a survey. This was sort of coming out, uh, you know, the last two years we've been dealing a lot with this with COVID. It's, it's plain to see that I think everyone has experienced that in their own way. Yeah. Definitely, definitely know ourselves. We have. <laughs> it's been an intense time. But we put out a survey both in 2021 and 2022. And the respondents of those surveys uh, said that with their mental health, it's actually been worse than usual since COVID arrives. And actually, this increased. 43% of respondents in 2021 said that their mental health had been worse than usual. And then 47 in 2022. Now, whilst that's a considerable increase, it's an understandable one, eh? Mm, yeah, well, I could definitely attest to that, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the the wear of the working from home wears off so quickly. Oh, most definitely. Especially, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I mean, when that, I'll be perfectly honest, when that first lockdown hit in 2020, I was like, mean, free time. Free time. <laughs> also, let's just sit at home, do the bare minimum, <laughs> you know, do what I need to do. But awesome, I can, you know, play games all the time. Yeah, yeah. I was at the mo at the time. I think because I was before before Mates Construction, mm. I was working in retail, mm. so I was actually technically unemployed Jeez. for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, yeah, financially speaking, bit of stress, oh, bit yeah. of stress, you know. Uh, but you know, like you said, man, free time, right? Oh, oh everybody loves a bit of free time during yeah. the day. Oh, exactly. Especially when you're working, you know. Um, yeah, I wasn't working at Mates either. At that time, I was working as within trade supply, and there was a very very tumultuous time. Um, coming into their lockdown and then to actually have a bit of quiet was actually quite nice mm. and for mm. for a week for two weeks yeah three weeks all right once had six weeks man started to go crazy yeah <laughs> we, could, we could leave home like that was at the point where we it was level four so we could go outside and you could go for walks but you couldn't go to like public places or anything nah, <laughs> you know? couldn't, couldn't go anywhere with other people around nah, nah, you had to like you had to socially distance while you're walking outside even. Oh, and yeah. What a time. What a time it yeah, was honestly, for, we, um, for just the world and, and New Zealand. Mm. Oh, man. I remember I was getting almost flashbacks to those lines in the supermarket that you had to go into and sit for like an hour. Oh, man. Just to go yeah. and get like your weekly shot. You know, yeah. oh, I need to get some milk. Oh, it's going to be a good 30-minute walk and then another 45-minute wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. you gotta go. you got to get there early in the morning, you know, to... Um, Oh, get, yeah. the, get the best produce and get the fresh picks oh, and make sure nothing sells out like toilet paper. Oh, that was... Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's quite an interesting um, time for that 
uh, that survey to take place between 2021 and 2022. We can see further from that there was actually a reduction in the number of participants who felt like they could actually manage stress during that time. In 2021, it was 79%, um, but now in this year, it's actually down to 74 And now that's considering, you know, we've had two lockdowns since then. Uh, we're now sitting at a, oh, well, say, I'm going to use inverted commas here. My fingers are going up like bunny ears. I can, I can see it. I confirm the, <laughs> confirm it, the inverted commas. It's a post-COVID environment. Um, but I feel like we're still very much experiencing, uh, you know, the, sort of that backwash. And I, that, is, that is also quite understandable to see, you know, that, we are dealing right now with not only the stress of, uh, in our industry specifically, you know, not only that that supply stress that was absolutely massive at our start, the start of 2022, but also labour shortages. So those problems can't be solved as quickly. So you know, it's completely understandable. And then also, I think that biggest part of that survey that we put out um, that I want to go through right now is uh, the percentage of respondents who actually reported who seriously thinking about taking their own life increased from 4.5% in 2021 to 55 in 2022. I think that speaks volumes. Oh, I think that speaks absolute volumes. <laughs> you know, uh, 1% may not seem like a lot, but as we say, mates, one lives is already too many. It is. It is. And especially for a topic that's, um, oh, I think I just put the mic a little bit to the side there, but I think especially for something like suicide that, um, especially as Kiwis, as New Zealanders, it's a topic that we have, avoided for a very long time it's not something that we've been free to discuss or to be out there in the open it's not really seen in our media at all um if we see anyone of note that um does take their own life it's something that's quite dumbed down it's not talked about in our schools um it's not talked about a lot at all so to see that percentage you know five percent of the of all these respondents seriously consider taking their life um and finally as well is that looking just here 41% of respondents, they reported that in their last 12-month period, they have been one of the most difficult periods of time in their lives. And man, it's, it's absolutely huge again. How many people are out there struggling, potentially in silence, potentially without help. Uh, it, brings me, it brings me down to here, especially we're here at Mates. That's what we're attempting to combat. To combat that silence, to bring voices to the light, to allow people to not only talk about these experiences, but allow them to, you know, have a place of support, find support wherever that means be. Finally, uh, our final piece of data from that was two out of 10 respondents actually found it difficult to speak to somebody. If they were feeling down and depressed, they would feel difficult to reach out. That almost maddens me to read that. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, bro, especially as a field officer, you know, like, for, to hear that two out of ten people would find it difficult to speak to someone. I almost want to go to those two people and be like, nah. <laughs> nah, mate, we're here to talk to you. We're here to have that conversation. We're here to have a yarn with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. We're hey, bro. right. That's yeah, it. Exactly. You know, we, we want to talk to you. And I guarantee it. I actually had a call uh, uh, about this or a similar to the, a very similar theme to this um, about a week ago from someone who very simply put it, didn't feel like they could reach out to anyone. I downloaded and debriefed to me and said, hey, this, this, this is going on. Hey, have you talked to anyone about this? No, I haven't. And I was like, wow, how about you try that for me? And immediately got a text back the next day. It was the best thing that person had ever done. Oh, but man. he never felt like he'd had the opportunity to do so. And it can feel like it sometimes, eh? Especially during a moment like this post-COVID environment. Um, you know, where hey, maybe we feel alone. I feel like maybe no one else understands or... 
nobody gets what we're going through and no one understands our situation. Mm. Um, it can be very easy to feel isolated, eh? Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, going off the point of feeling isolated, there's mm. definitely one of those moments. I mean, you and I, mm-hmm. uh, being friends outside of maintenance construction and having actually been friends beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were one of the fortunate few to be blessed with uh, online presence with all of our friends. Yeah, yeah. And even then, it did, it did come to a point where, you know, missing all the bros in real life, missing yeah. all the bros and hanging out with them. And, <laughs> yeah, hard out. You know, and just having a couple of beers and oh, just yeah. chatting about just stuff in real life. Being in the physical same space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like even right now, just being in the same space as each yeah. other, uh, table oh, across, it's, yeah. it's, it's different. It, it really, oh man, yeah, even thinking back to then, I mean, it really, really is even be able now, um, you know, the mask, mask mandates have changed so we can, you know, within the last couple of months, we can walk into stores and go to the supermarket without wearing masks. Even being able to just do that, comparing and contrasting that to say six months previous, seven months previous, man, the freedom that's available mm. to us now, how freeing that feels, and how you know more in touch with the people that we love and our whanau, our communities. Yeah. I imagine people are feeling right now, and that's absolutely huge for one's mental health. You know, when someone's, you know, I'm imagining people who are in a space of maybe, you know, we jump on Discord and talk to each other and especially people who maybe didn't have that um, that connection with their friends or using, um, well, I'm forgetting the name of the app that everyone used, like House Party. Everyone used that a lot. With House Party, they would link up together. And I'm like, if you didn't necessarily have that, and a lot of the companies that um, we were interacting with here at Mates during that time, a few clients that I had were doing that with their staff. They were having like, you know, a Zoom meetups and um, Teams meetups. That was so heartwarming to hear because, man, we had to do that. Like we had to do that to stay connected. Otherwise, we're just sitting in our rooms, you know. <laughs> and for some people, that's great. But for a lot of us, man, it can absolutely drive us up the wall. Yeah, bleak times. Um, oh, even yeah. even being as a semi-introvert person myself, you know, hmm. you still need a bit of interaction here and there to to fill your buckets. And that's what's really important. Oh. It's about filling those buckets. But when when you can't go hmm. outside and do the things you love, oh. What happens? Your buckets don't get filled? Nah. We start to let things go that we usually prioritize. You know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I am, um, I mean, I've um, I've always had a bit of a dubious relationship with alcohol. I'll be fairly honest about that ever since from being a student when I was 18 um, to to even to now within the last couple of years. And over COVID, I found myself, you know, I'll go to the supermarket, I'll just grab a box. I was making that quite frequent. There was a period. Yeah. There was a period. Yeah. Especially during lockdown. Yeah. It's like, what else? I'm not doing anything else. I was like, I'm just sitting at home. And that's what justified it in my mind because I was I was struggling. You know, I think a lot of people were in that space. A lot of people that I was talking to at the time was like, oh, well, what else am I doing? You know, we're doing so to medicate rather than to celebrate. We always say when we're doing our training, that's the difference really, isn't it? You know, am I drinking because the UFC's on or, you know, there's, you know, the All Blacks are playing or, you know, NRL Grand Final the other day or is it because they've actually got things going on and those buckets become empty. We can try to fill them up artificially. You know? Those are, you know, some prime areas that we always need to address when we're, we're, we're looking at ourselves, especially within our industry. It, it can be very easy at times to, to make sure that we're doing everything for everybody else. We're looking after, you know, our family and our friends, our, our work and, all our relationships that we're managing and before you know it actually left ourselves out eh? mm, yeah definitely mm. can attest to that for sure it's very hard to um get lost in the the due diligence of of your day 
<laughs> you know, you've got, you've got the things you need to do. Oh, hard. And you get them done, but by mm. the end of it, you just kind of look back and go, well, damn. <laughs> I don't, we don't take time to smell the roses. Eh? No. Nah. Like, I, I try to talk to guys about that when we go out and looking at these amazing builds that, which quite frankly, some of the, you know, some of the, the projects that we're a part of here at Mates are fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, it, it's it's awesome just to especially talk to the people who are managing who are building it. You're right on the on the ground floor of these projects and say, hey, look at you know, say if it's a uh, part of a you know multi-phase project. Like, hey, look at just look that over there. That's you, bro. <laughs> you that's not the most and that's not the most important thing either. Is that it's the people that made this. Oh, definitely. You know, it it's fantastic. You know, that's not the what we're creating and uh, what's the most important part of any site or any. Um, any project is, is not what we're that, what they're pursuing. It's not what we're pursuing by trying to complete. It's the people that make this up. You know, without that, nothing happens. Yeah, without people, <laughs> no buildings get built. Oh, hundred percent. It's here, tangata. It's here, tangata. It's here, tangata. It's the people. Hundred percent. People bro. and the people. 100%. And so we've got to look after each other. We have to. Right? You know, and I know um, from that same survey that we looked at before, there was there was kind of top five areas concern throughout that time. Number one was physical health. That's absolutely huge, especially working in a very physical industry, man. Um, I, it's, oh, geez. Like, how many guys you know within trades, and I've seen it firsthand, you know, busted up knees. Oh, bad backs. backs. Yeah, mm. yeah. Hard, even eh? just even just oh. your wrists. Oh, jeez. elbows yeah. and arms just from oh, the impact. We're in tear, eh? Yeah. Easily. And even um, just, just doing the job, being on your hands and knees all day, you know, so you're using certain tools and whatnot, you're drilling concrete, you know, <laughs> yeah, without, uh, you know, with proper vibration reduction, man, you can easily get hurt. Yeah. Things you, out there. Right? you got to imagine that vibration is going at how many RPM is supposed to break concrete. Imagine that amount of force coming back at you. All day. It's all day long, baby. Huge, huge. So that's something we've got to look after and actually take seriously, eh? Um, oh, yeah. We gotta look at our bodies now, not as not as machines that we run until they break down. <laughs> also, you know, if we've got an injury or we've got a, um, you know, say, hey, you've got a bad shoulder, let's look at that as a as an opportunity to fix. It's got maybe I need to go to a physio. Do I need to run that through ACC to make it cheaper? Let's look at that as the same way we'd look at a car, and we, you know, we and I think a lot of us would easy much more easily spend money on a car than we would ourselves. But yeah. we put that same amount of money into ourselves and treat our bodies in the same way. We can run that much more efficiently. Number two on there, I think, is really important to go off of this is sleep. Oh, Far out. Bro. I struggle with sleep. Oh, I don't know anyone who gets a good night's sleep. Have you ever met someone who's like, <laughs> I've got an, I've got an eight or nine hours of good sleep? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to meet anyone who's. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Whenever I ask someone, I don't know, I don't ask people a lot. This is not a common topic that I bring not up. Not a common but, question to ask. But uh, I do, you know, if someone looks tired, I don't know if I doesn't ask how much they sleep because you know a lot of us. You know, especially in, in our jobs, as we as we grow older, you know, it's just as we progress in any role, work starts to take up a lot of time, mate. Oh, mate, it's uh, you spend more time with your colleagues in some jobs than you do <sighs> you with your family. Right, hundred percent. They become they become your other family. Yeah, yeah, because you're spending most of your day. At work, oh eight, yeah, eight at least eight hours. At least eight hours a day with your colleagues. Far out, especially now, just dudes working 12, 14. You know, six days a week. Hard out, six, seven, eh? Just back to back to back. These people become your everyday family. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, this thing, especially with sleep, maybe if you work on a night shift or whatnot, it can be hard to get the right amount of sleep. And especially when considering what we're talking about before uh, around COVID, as I know, especially for myself personally, like I started going to bed later and later and later because what else? Again, what else are we doing? Go to bed later, wake up later, wake up just before work or whatever I have to do. And 
even right now, coming into daylight savings, that throws us out. It's an oh, hour that you lose, right? Man, yeah. It's absolute huge and a huge thing that we neglect day. And it could be just as easy as saying, okay, cool, I know I've just got to go to bed at the same time <laughs> every day. I don't have to push out another two hours of, of scrolling or another two hours of trying to sort something if it's that important. And I, I used to have a, a manager a couple of years ago who would always has, say this to me, and if it's so important that you got to stay up, it can wait till tomorrow. Mm. You know, if it's that important, do it first thing when you wake up. Swallow all your frogs in the morning. You'd always say that to me, swallow all your frogs in the morning. Swallow get, all your frogs get, in the get, morning. Get everything out of the way. It, I mean, swallowing frogs is not a nice thing. I can't imagine that's fun. Nah, it'd be all wriggling around and stuff. But we get, you get that, you get all your stuff really out of the day and then you can relax towards the end of it. So, and that could be a part of it. You know, just relax and giving back to yourself. Oh, yeah. You know? what, a, what a great idea to, I mean, it can be hard to get all the things you need to get out of the way oh, early sure. in the morning. But, you know, if you can, if you can do the small things. Oh, hard. Yeah, in the, in the morning for sure. Just do what you can. Yeah, and that's a very easy for us to have high expectations of ourselves, and that's uh, brings us to point number three on um, these five areas of concern from our respondents. Was um, it's, it can be very easy to to misallocate our time, and we've got, actually got to give back time to ourselves as well. Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, especially man, if we've got a lot of responsibilities, maybe be fair. We've got young families. If we've got partners, you've got roles and responsibilities at home. Get home, and before you know it, we don't actually get any time to ourselves. Nah, no, you know, you, you go home. Mm. Some of us, you know, we hit the gym in the after, after work, Oof. hour, hour and a half gone, drive, <laughs> drive home in the back in the traffic, you know, yep. another mm -hmm. half an hour, 40 minutes, mm -hmm. get home, it's like seven o'clock, eight o'clock for some, mm -hmm. you know, even later, mm -hmm. have dinner. Yeah, it's nine o'clock, 9 30, it's already time to go to sleep. Yeah, your reward. Do it again. Do it again the next morning. <laughs> Do it again and again and again. Before you know it, you've had a whole week of giving all your energy to others, giving all your time and your energy to everyone else, to work, to your, your responsibilities, your physical activity, whatnot. If you don't give back to yourself, that car's going to break down. Your oil light will go on, but if you keep driving, it, got to have some time. Even I, my father always used to say to me, I've said this a lot over the years, because it really stuck with me is that, he would work ridiculous hours when I was growing up. I, I barely saw him when I was a little child. Barely saw my father because he was just working to support our family. And he was he used to say to me, you know, boy, I would work, you know, unlimited hours. I'll turn the accent off so you can understand me better. <laughs> he's a, a, a bit of a thick English accent, but he said he would work unlimited hours. He would work as much as he could to support the family, but all he needed was 15 minutes on his motorbike. And that was it. He's free. Damn. You know, like, that's what he was like. He's a bikey. Yeah. He'd get out and he'd have a ride on a Sunday. That's it. Reset. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And I, could, and I always like to point that out when I talk about self-care. It's, um, you know, it's oh, different definitely. for everybody. You know, not everyone has a huge amount of time. But if you can have, like, one thing that you do, you know, whatever that is for you, de-stress, just, like, disconnect from all of those hats that you got to wear, man, you got to do it. Eh? You have to do it, man. You have oh. to do it. Oh, 100%. Tell everybody I mean, just take mm. care of yourself. Yeah. It's um, hard. So true. Especially when we use that word, self-care. It is very formal. Mm. You know, <laughs> we deliver training and say, hey, what do you do to terms of self-care? And people go, oh, I don't know if I actually do anything. And then you start asking questions. Oh, what do you do for fun? How do you relax? Or what do you do on the weekends? Oh, I go, you know, I, I go driving or I go see my friend. I hang out with my friends. I'm like, hey, that's all self-care, mate. 
That is all self care. Yeah. In a way, you know, like oh, I get I, I get a buzz off other people. That's why I do this job. I can interact with cool people all day. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you also video call us random points of the night. Yeah, always. It's great. I, I have to. I have to. I always say if you've got someone's you got someone's name in your heart and you, if you're thinking about someone, I always say that in some, if you've got someone in your heart's mind, just contact them, hit them up. Like just if if you have that person in your mind, you're thinking about someone, you think, oh, how so-and-so's going? Flick them a message immediately because they could actually be struggling. You never know. And that's actually happened to me before. I've been in moments where I've been really, really down, you know, bottom of my well, and an old friend or a colleague or someone from my past has hit me up, and it was just what I needed at that moment. So I know it's a bit sentimental, but I always, uh, always practice that, always try to, you know, preach that and let people know about that, because it actually ties into our fourth point around areas concern for these respondents was relationships. Oh, one of <laughs> one of the biggest, one of the biggest. Oh, jeez, yeah, definitely a huge. A huge area of concern in terms of, of mental health is how we deal with our relationships. Be that, you know, our partners at home, uh, if we have partners or are in a relationship, or would that be our relationships at work, which can be strained. You know, not everyone gets along all the time, but it's how we how we manage those relationships is what important take. You know, Very important. You know, and uh, what we always say here at Mates is you, you got to put time into those people that bring you up. If someone is actively draining your bucket, taking time away from you. Decrease your time around that person. Value yourself. <laughs> Don't have to give away time away to anyone who wants it. And put your time subsequently to those who do bring you up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, friends, if you have a small group of friends that you like to hang out with, spend the quality time with them. Even if it's once a month, once a week, however may that be. Spend some time with them, fill your bucket, maybe with your partner, Maybe go spend some quality time. Something as simple as that. Yeah, just have a, we call it a date night, which is basically what it is, a date night. How often do you take out your partners for a date once you're living together and have been around for a long time? Ah, oh, sometimes. Not a can, lot of time. <laughs> it can be easy to become partners in, just in bills and dishes and admin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Bro. You get tra- you know, get easy to get in your groove and then before you know it, geez, you're having a lot of fighting a lot more, having arguments why, you know, you just may sit around like and just start to question things. That's why it's important to make that time. Reconnect day. Yeah, definitely mm. reconnect with your with your important and significant others. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. whether that may be your partner in life, your um, friends, your family, oh, I... anybody mm. that, like I said before, fills your bucket, makes you feel good, makes you just feel whole again. For sure. I think we've, we've all got people like that in our lives, say eh? we... You, just love interacting with that person because as soon as you have that conversation, you like you leave it and you're almost standing taller and get a buzz off of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, those people. Are, I've definitely got colleagues here at mates that are like that. You know, I've got colleagues here that you know it'll be the partner I work with right now. Why I talk to them so much? You ring them like eight times a day <laughs> because I really love interacting with each other. It's, it's awesome. You got to have that. You got to make time for those people. Oh yeah, you uh, do. And and the biggest thing is is you got to spend good time with them you know we've been talking about relationship for a bit now but mm. when we say a, a good quality time with them think about mm. think about what would make you both happy in that mm. you know in that time and position right mm-hmm. for example your work colleague mm-hmm. um i'm gonna name drop him oh no uh damien exposed <laughs> what do you, you guys love a love a good debrief 
Yeah, yeah, it's something that we really um, at work that we do. We're extremely busy. We take we try to take on everything that we can, and at times, you know, before you know it, you're just burning the candle at both ends. So we try to anytime we get a, a moment together, we um, we go out, maybe have a you know have a beverage, have a meal together, um, and we don't talk about anything work related. Like today, we just started talking about um, I'm in a social network team, and he started running me through plays that we can do <laughs> because he used to he used to coach uh, back in the day. There's even little things like that that are unrelated and just sort of help us think about things outside of work, even though that's the space that we interact, we can still connect outside of it. It helps both of us say so, so, so important. And that's and those are all things that we can we can control and we can do something about. These are all things that we, we have power to change. Yeah. yeah. It's very important to note that. Because the final worry of concern in that survey that we did was um, people worried about their job loss. Oh, it's uh it's a tough topic, job loss. It is, and I think especially over COVID, it's it's been absolutely huge. And whilst say maybe four out of the five of these concerns we can do something about, unfortunately, with job loss we can't necessarily control it. That's a very important thing to note. Is in 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 our space in terms of mental health, there are things we can control. It's important that we look after ourselves so we can be in a better space to have those bad times because it's not always going to be uh, sunshine and rainbows. I wish it was. That'd be mean. That'd be mean, eh? <laughs> be bloody, it'd be fantastic. I mean, unfortunately, we'd be out of a job because we know we're here to help people. But ideally, that's the space that we want. We want to be able to create those sunshines every day and be able to work ourselves out of a job. We want everyone to be supported. Everyone, yeah, to have the capabilities to look after themselves, look after others and everyone around them. We're not trying to solve those uncontrollables or to solve those problems of life or work because the problem, those problems are going to exist constantly. But also it's actually a good point to bring in what would usually be our segment and our, what will be our segment going forward in our further episodes where we will answer questions from, from our social media, from people in the industry, anyone writing in. We've got a few examples here. Um, yeah, go on. How do you help someone who's struggling but doesn't want your help? Get asked this a lot at trainings. We talk a lot about being clear and honest and direct with, uh, with people who are potentially having suicidal thoughts or who are potentially struggling. And it's one of the most common questions we get asked when, say, when we, we talk about noticing someone who's struggling and, and hitting them up about it. Or how do we help someone who's struggling but it just simply doesn't want it? That's absolutely fine. We can lead a horse to water. We can't make it drink. We can slowly apply pressure to the back of that horse's head to push it down <laughs> into the water, but we can't make it, you know, forcibly yeah. make it drink. We can do all we like, but we're not trying to solve people's problems. We can't help somebody who doesn't want help. No. And most often we can find that, especially in situations when, when someone is struggling, that they don't want a solution right then and there. They may not want to hear, this is exactly what you need to do right here and now. So it's all about, you know, letting that person decide for themselves when they need help. All we can do is ask, because we've got to look after ourselves first. And that's, I guess, been a bit of an ongoing theme throughout uh, this cast, as we've got to look after ourselves first. You can't put yourself at risk to help somebody else. No, that, definitely not. I mean, imagine if you go out of your way to help somebody and you're mm. not even doing your well yourself. No. Oh, exactly. You could try to reach down into that well where that person is, is struggling, attempt to pull them up and then end up down that well yourself yeah exactly and then that is no good to anybody no no good to so, yourself no the person you're trying to help you know even if someone is is denying that help even if they do not want it at that time it is, it's still important for us to ask 
is extremely important because we'd much rather ask someone in that immediate being clear, direct and honest, and, and uh, hitting that person up, asking if they're okay, noticing what we see in front of us, saying, hey, I've noticed that recently you don't seem like you're doing too well, mate. Are you okay? It is better for us to err on that side of caution, hit that person up, than for us to do nothing at all. To let that person who potentially could or could not be struggling to continue suffering. So even if they do not want help at their moment, does not mean like we're going to disappear or walk away. But it's important for us to take that first step, which is a hard thing to do. Always acknowledge oh, that. It's uh, one of the hardest things you can do is, is put your hand up. I, mm. And um, field officers, just for the record, are, are the king of one-liners. <laughs> and I'm going to steal this line from one of our field officers down in, uh, down in Wellington. There is, there is strength in your vulnerability. Oh, 100%. Mm. And one of the biggest things, why mates is really actually mm. here, is that 98% of our construction industry is male. Mm. And males, as we both know very well, oh, nah. yeah. don't talk about things. Nah, nah. Uh, we, well, we can talk about sport. Yeah, but we yeah. can't talk about our feelings. <laughs> talk about the, the Paramount Eels and the, and the Panthers. Uh, we can talk about uh, you know who's going to coach <laughs> the, uh, the you know who's going to coach the ABs. Um, so when it comes to these sort of conversations that we're in right now, nah, mate. we haven't really been set up too well to have those discussions. Okay, going forward in the format, these episodes we'll hopefully get some more questions, we'll answer them hopefully from our audience or even from within our community or people that we're training and whatnot. We'll try to get those questions, answer them because we like to we want to have a conversation. It's a big important thing about us here at Mates A is we're not just a number on a pen or a card or post that you might see on a wall on a site like we we are real people yeah <laughs> i know we're just voices in your ears at the moment but uh we, we we do have messages and narratives and we are uh we want to relate and we want to know who you are so one, if we're out and about um we'll try to get questions from the community and answer those questions um, from anyone out there who would uh, like to hear an answer from us it's a huge part a huge important part of our, our process going forward so please send us in your questions on our socials our instagram um mates and construction nz uh, LinkedIn, the same, which is the same, Mates in Construction NZ, as well as on Facebook as well, at Mates in Construction NZ. We like to talk. We love to talk. Mm. Love to a little bit of listen as well. So if you have any guests or if you'd like to nominate yourself as someone from the industry or, you know, someone who works in the mental health sector in New Zealand, we'd love to hear from you. If you've stuck this far, which... I commend you. Is, uh, <laughs> Fire out your patience. You can send us an email at info at mate.net.nz. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well, it is an absolute honor. And a privilege. To be your host for Hey Bro, a podcast by Mates Construction New Zealand. We hope you enjoy the episode and uh, we'll catch you around for more.